1: out to the Freedom Foundation. Quick shout out to the Freedom Foundation, supporters of the Ohio Press Network. They've created optouttoday.com. That's important because there are still a lot of government employees who don't know about that Supreme Court decision made five years ago now that said you don't have to join a union in order to get a government job. And if you have a government job, you can't be forced to join the union to keep it. And if you're not in the union, you don't have to pay union dues. Do you know why they said that? because government unions are so political that they cannot compel members to support their political speech because what we know is that they unilaterally, monolithically support one side of the political spectrum. The progressive policies in our government and the radical stuff in our schools, those are promoted by teacher unions. So thank you to the Freedom Foundation for fighting the fight of information and truth, getting it out to government employees, you can learn more and see how simple and seamless it is to opt out of your union today. Go to optouttoday.com. That's optouttoday.com. Thank you to the Freedom Foundation for your continued support of the Ohio Press Network. All right. Without further ado, I want to welcome her in. uh, Mahek Cook, welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. And how are you this morning?
2: Doing well, Jack. It's always good to chat with you and break down issues that are most pressing. How are you
1: doing? Uh, I'm ready for turkey and football. I, I'll, I'm going to be honest. My brain is 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 just about to shut down. I'm putting the turkey eating pants on. Going to watch football. Uh, let me ask yeah. you the most important question before we get into policy: Are you going to watch football? And do you have a dog in the fight for this for the game in Ann Arbor on Saturday?
2: Wow, well, we have a football family. As I'm a sports agent for many of the kids that are going to be on the field for Ohio State, so. Definitely watching, and I'm probably going to lock my doors and not let anybody in watch this with just my son and my husband. <laughs> that sounds like I a plan calm and quiet
1: do you have do you have a prediction? Do you feel good about it or are you nervous
2: I, I'm feeling good about it. I think Ohio state wins um, I, I I do worry about the cheating. you know are there still going to be hand signals? what's going to go on there? So I think we're all going to be watching like a hawk
1: absolutely, speaking of watching like a hawk, Emerson College has been watching this. U.S. Senate race in Ohio that has lifelong politician, Democrat Sherrod Brown, uh, against an opponent to be named in March of next year. And that will either be Matt Dolan, Frank LaRose or Bernie Marino. Let's break this down, if you don't mind, Mahek. What did you see when you looked at that poll?
2: So I think everybody wants to focus on who the next Senate candidate is going to be. And right now it's too early. I think Ohioans are still looking for a candidate that's going to be pro-growth, pro-Ohio, and moving policies forward that are fiscally conservative. But the one thing Ohioans know is we have to fire Sherrod Brown, right? Absolutely. You look at President Biden's reckless spending and the Bidenomics agenda. All it's done is embolden big union leaders, and they're standing against whether it's American auto workers or even Ohioans. I mean, we are struggling at a on a day-to-day basis, groceries, gas prices, and Sherrod Brown is missing. He is not helping manufacturing. He is not helping average Ohioans. And I take a huge issue with him always standing next to his big boss, Biden. He has increased $5.5 trillion of spending in the last three years. He has refused to sign the Prevent Government Shutdown Act, which, by the way, would have prevented government shutdowns. It would have forced every legislator in Congress to stay until they had a balanced budget. He doesn't want accountability. Sherrod needs to be fired immediately.
1: You know, and he's one of the guys that when he's asked about, hey, do we need to hold these cartels liable? Like, do we need to identify that they are a clear and present danger and and call them what they are? Uh, you know, he and his buddies in the press they cower from that. And by the way, I would be remiss if I didn't say this: uh, Profiles in Corruption is the book. Uh, Peter Schweitzer wrote it uh, several years back. There's a great look at Sherrod Brown. That's the Sherrod Brown that has been in office since I've been alive. But we have a different Sherrod Brown, don't we, that comes out uh, every time it's election time.
2: A hundred percent. And I think Ohioans need to look at his record. I had a reporter the other day tell me that Ohio isn't – shouldn't be worried about immigration. Well, We should. Every state is a border state, and let me break that down. When individuals are crossing the border, we are no longer detaining and sending them back to the Remain in Mexico policy that actually worked or sending them back to their home countries. All our agents at the border are doing is processing these in- individuals that are illegal immigrants, these illegal immigrants and take a flight. And by the way, they come to Ohio. I have met many of them and they stay here and they wait a court date, which takes two to three years. So yes, we are a border state and we have an immigration crisis. And again, as you stated, Sherrod Brown refuses to acknowledge that we have yet to see any legislation that he has been a proponent of that benefits Ohio.
1: I just talked with, uh, A sheriff in Butler County earlier in the week, and they had the biggest fentanyl bust in in the history in the state's history earlier this year. Two hundred people are dying a day of fentanyl. Frank LaRose put it a good way. He said, you know, if imagine if an airplane packed with two hundred people went down every single day, we we would stop allowing airplanes to fly until we figured it out. But yet we have drugs coming over the border, killing two hundred people a day. Sherrod Brown. And then you have an irresponsible press. I'm not going to ask you to lash out against them because you're with them more than I am. But are you stunned at the ignorance in the press corps on issues like this?
2: Yes and no. I think that what I've learned is the press corps, whether it's Ohio or nationally, has a piece of paper that defines everything. Cartel equals, illegal immigrant equals. And they have these very vague words that they use rather than accurately describing what's happening in our country. So if you're using a different dictionary than the American language, um, we're going to get a lot of rotten reporting. So no, it doesn't surprise me. I think that the press has used generic terminology to dismiss the issue of what's happening. And I'm shocked to see that we aren't seeing press more and more go to the border to talk to individuals on what's going on, because I think the American people, not everybody can make it to the border, right? I had Mm -hmm. the privilege of going a couple months ago to McAllen, Texas, and was able to see firsthand the issues, not only the fact that there's less border control, security These individuals are just processing people once they get past the border. There's no longer detaining and sending them back. In addition, the cartels are welcome here. We have a welcome to America sign because there's not a single Border Patrol agent that is going to risk their life because they don't have backup. Mm. And this Mm. is coming from the Water District president in McAllen, Texas. He tells every single employee to get off the property when the cartel enters the United States. So... We need to have more television on this, social media on this, so that Americans see how many people are dying. And we need to wake up and realize that it's impacting Ohioans, it's impacting the entire country. And if we don't elect officials that are going to find solutions, our kids could be next.
1: Uh, Mahek, I hate to do this, uh, but I still want to talk with you about House Bill 205, but I have one other question. Would you be able to hold on the other side of the break here in about a minute uh, for another eight minutes on the other side? Yes. Okay. let me ask you this then. We've got about a minute. Do you believe that you will will have success on Capitol Hill getting something into the federal budget that says, "Okay, we'll, we'll give you funding for Ukraine. But in order for that to happen, these things need to happen at our border.
2: I think that's definitely a tactic. I don't love it because if we're funding Ukraine, I want to see accountability. I want to see where the money's going, where it's being spent. And to date, we haven't had that. And we have just been spending billions of dollars. And there is no accountability, so if there 's accountability and strings attached to money that 's being sent to Ukraine, then yes, I think whether it 's House Republicans and some Democrats that can come to an agreement on the border, I just find it really interesting that we continue to push money into different foreign countries across America to help them protect their borders, but we can 't protect our own
1: all right, so uh, great analysis. Stay tuned. Uh, Mahet Cook is here. We're going to talk. I'm going to get one more question in on the Senate race, and then we're going to talk House Bill 205 on the other side of this break. Putting the wraps on hour number one. Of the Bruce Hooley Show with our friend, Mahek Cook. She is an attorney. She is a political commentator. And uh, she's got the goods on state and national politics. Uh, Mahek, I'm looking at this Emerson College poll. And this is the question I want to ask you. I see two things. Sherrod Brown has support between 41 and 42 percent, given his five decades in politics. That's interesting. And then his head-to-head simulated uh, races, uh, whether it's Dolan, LaRose, or Moreno, 22 to 26% of voters are undecided. Given Trump's huge lead in Ohio, I think that spells disaster for Sherrod. How do you see that?
2: It's a huge disaster for Sherrod Brown. And I mark my words, Trump will endorse in this race. It's only a matter of time. I think that Ohioans are going to step back. I think they need to learn about each and every candidate that's running, LaRote, Dolan, Bernie Moreno and make decisions, but it's too early. I think that the poll is not well done at this point. I'd love to look at some of the crosstabs to see what kinds of questions were being asked. And if we have a head to head today, you know that president Trump is leading in our polls. There's no way that Sherrod Brown wins. There's just not. And it's not a Republican Democrat or independent issue today it is a Ohio issue. We are failing. We are struggling with Bidenomics. We're struggling with grocery prices. We're struggling with energy costs. We're struggling with this new push that actually is not even new. It's decades-old push by Democrats to force Ohioans to unionize in whether it's manufacturing or other jobs. So We are starting to get fed up with federal government and Biden's agenda. He has the lowest approval rating, and I don't have to look at a poll. I just have to knock on a neighbor's door and ask them.
1: Amen. Well, let's talk about that forced unionization and green energy cronyism. It, It seems to have seeped into the Republican Party in Ohio. It's a great segue to the enact the High Hazard Training Certification Act, which on the surface seems like, oh, well, that makes sense. We want training for people who are in high hazard work environments. Um, but this is a Trojan horse, isn't it? It
2: is. House Bill 205 had opponent testimony this past week. And the best way to explain it is it's its anti steelworker worker and anti-safety legislation. Because what this legislation does is it is pushing for more unionized employees more unionized training, and it's all under the guise of safety. So what they're really doing in this legislation is eliminating highly skilled workers who've spent their careers at their four oil refineries here here in Ohio, and they're replacing them with, and I love this line, construction company visitors who have never worked these jobs for the first time. And again, you continue to hear the word safety, but you have to ask yourself, why are we targeting? We are a Republican led state legislature. Why are we targeting four oil and gas refineries? Why are we using the word safety when that's not true? We have the lowest incident rates in the 500 manufacturing jobs that are listed in the U.S. Labor Statistics Report. Why are these four oil refineries being truly targeted? And I'll tell you, it's to line the big union bosses in their pockets.
1: That's interesting to me. I, uh, <laughs> I have long believed that the Republicans in Ohio are drunk on power who are at the trough feeding from union dollars. And, and the example I always give is I don't care if you're a union. I don't care if you're a for-profit organization. When you make an investment, you expect a return on that investment. And those unions that are backing people like D.J. Swearengin who supports this bill – I mean, isn't this what they're trying to do, right? This is now they're getting they're getting the return on their investment in these lawmakers, correct?
2: Yes, I think, you know, it's really tricky when you run for office and you have donors. The correct way to do this is to always say that you're going to work for every single business and never to make single promises. And what I would have liked to see is if they're truly – is a concern about our oil refineries for the legislators in those districts to go visit them to go learn about their workforce safety programs to understand that yes we did have an incident in Ohio what are you going to do better what are the changes and what are the protections that's not happening instead we're getting government mandated training that is by the way mostly being led by unions and that's not the Ohio way And I have said this, if it's our four oil refineries today, who's next? What other mandates are we going to put on Ohio businesses that are honestly still struggling post-pandemic that are trying to get back on their feet? We have a record low workplace safety issues today, so show me where the safety concern is. Show me the evidence that these oil refineries aren't following federal law. And mm. they can't.
1: You know, I, I talked to some people on, on Capitol Square and uh, one senator in particular. This this was passed by the House. It's now in the Senate. Uh, but I I don't believe that it's going to get traction. And I don't think, at least in, in this General Assembly, that it's going to see the floor for debate and vote. Are you getting the same vibe on this bill?
2: I am getting the same vibe. But the reason that I continue to talk about this and appreciate the fact that you continue to talk about this legislation is because Ohioans need to know that businesses are being targeted by special interests, that our interests, we should be the largest special interest group, right? Amen. As Ohio businesses, we are not being represented. And anytime you look at legislation, I read it and then I look at who's supporting it and who's opposed to it. There is not a single, a single business that is supporting this. Every unionist. That should give us a heads up. And this is just the beginning of the union fight. I think that they're important. I think that they serve a purpose, but they are not a special interest that get to dictate what happens in my business or anybody else's. All
1: right. We've got about a minute here. You you, you made a prediction for the game. I'm going to go back to a comment you made earlier and, and maybe even offer to make you a friendly wager. I think Trump will weigh in on the U.S. Senate race. I believe I know who he's going 100%. to pick. I think I know who he's going to pick. Would you, do you have an inkling?
2: It's, it's going to be interesting who he leans towards. Um, let's be honest, he has a very strong relationship with Bernie Moreno. last cycle we saw that. And I think Frank LaRose has also worked very hard to not only secure our elections in Ohio, um, but to work alongside the Trump campaign. So it's going to be a tough call, but I do think he's going to weigh in and it is going to sway every Ohio and look at what happened our last election. Yep. Yep. He said J.D. Vance and J.D. Vance is our senator.
1: That's exactly right. I, I believe right now, this is my opinion, that, that uh, Bernie has the edge. I think as we get closer and poll numbers maybe get a little more accurate, I think it's going to depend on who can win the race. And if Trump thinks that LaRose can win the race, LaRose might be the guy. If Trump thinks that Bernie can win the race, Bernie might be – the. it will not be Matt Dolan. I can tell you that. Um, But interesting. Okay, so I I think we're on the same page there. Matt Cook, I'm not going to put you on the hot seat anymore. (laughs) Thank you for joining (laughs) us today. Great analysis. Come back and visit us soon, okay?
2: Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much. Take care.
1: Happy Thanksgiving. Go Bucks. All right. Thank you for uh, continuing to listen to 98.9 FM, The Answer. And uh, up next, we'll have Trey Hand, state chairman of the Constitution Party of Ohio. He's going to tell us who they are and why you might want to consider them uh, instead of Democrats and Republicans. Stay tuned to hear from Trey.